0: Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all about E3. We are going to be looking at all the games that we are expecting from the various conferences that's going to happen at E3 and some of the stuff that we want from this conference. First up, let me introduce the people who are on this podcast. We have our games editor, Rishi Albani. Greetings. We have a friend of the podcast, Mikhail Matani. Hello. And I'm your host, Pranay Parab. So, I think before we begin this episode, we should apologize for the slight delay in uploading this uh, particular edition of Transition. Uh, It happened because of reasons that we could not entirely control. I mean, I was stuck in another country and uh, could not get out of there in time. So, before we get into seriously controversial territory, let's just start talking about... So, you were
1: playing Papers, please, IRL.
0: Yep, more or less.
1: (laughs) Come on, Pranay, we all know you're trying to infiltrate Nintendo's HQ. (laughs) and got caught no i wasn't and still no switch yeah. yeah
0: i wasn't anywhere near that part of the world his
1: excuse was hey, i was playing pokemon go and
0: let led me here to capture rare pokemon yeah
1: <laughs> anyway on to more pressing matters yeah
0: so the most important news of the week is that uh, mike is back on twitter so everyone follow mike his handle is xbox p3 so <laughs> definitely go and tweet now- <laughs> at him <laughs> I mean,
2: even if I did control that account, that'd be less garbage than there is right now (laughs) going by what's been
1: there recently, so...
0: Yeah, so let's talk about close friends of Microsoft then. Rishi, you want to talk about what you expect from the EA conference?
1: Yeah, so... Electronic Arts is having its event a, a day before E3. It's called EA Play. Uh, they said that there are going to be eight games at the event. Six games we already know about. These include the likes of the of Need for Speed Fast and Furious. Oh, sorry, Need for Speed Payback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> FIFA 18, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, and probably one or two others whose names slip me right now, and the two unannounced ones, which are which are the interesting ones, because if we in the last couple of years, uh, EA has made an attempt to show that they are willing to fund indie games and publish indie games. Uh, they did it with Unravel. They did it with another game, which which is which came out last year, whose name I completely forget at this. Mirages Catalyst. <laughs> 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 no, I think it, it, it was a very artsy looking game that reminded me of Ori in the Blind Forest for some reason. So we might see one more of those. Uh, the other possible showing could be a game known, which is codenamed as Project Dylan, Dylan after Bob Dylan, because apparently the 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 games creators, BioWare, wanted 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 to be as memorable as Bob Dylan for some reason. No offense, poor taste in music, but that's just my opinion. Having said that, yeah, Project Dylan could probably be a multiplayer experience. Um, and considering it's done by BioWare, that leaves us wondering what to expect. Considering, well, you know. Mass Effect Andromeda was good, but could have been better. So, uh, Or we might even see Dragon Age 4, considering that the company has said that it's in development, that the Sunless Sea writer is working on the game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's uh, going to be some f- interesting announcements. But with EA, uh, w- where it really is going to be amusing, for Indian listeners particularly, is that if you like anything you see, your options are sadly officially limited to Amazon, or buying via digital storefronts like like Origin or PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. Uh, the grey market does exist. They do sell EA's games from time to time. In fact, so much so that even Flipkart is stalking them via mm. third-party sellers.
2: Even uh, uh, some retailers like Games The Shop happen to have uh, Battlefield 1, Mass Effect, and Andromeda. And uh, I believe Bat- uh, there's another game which I've seen over there. But yeah, they have EA titles as well. Titanfall 2, yeah. yeah. So, those are the games which uh, uh, Games the Shop has had for sale and still has. So, even though it's officially Amazon quote-unquote exclusive, uh, this exclusive is probably the same as when Sony says something's exclusive at their own conference.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, at the same time, though, uh, again, if you're if you're the sort of budget-conscious buyer, keep in mind that EA's titles, at least on console, end up being for, uh, in excess of 4,000 rupees. PC is at 3499 and EA usually has a yearly sale. So there's a good chance whatever you want you want would probably be discounted to to the extent of 20 to 33 percent 25 to 33% during that time. So hold off if you can. Uh that aside, I mean, yeah, it's business as usual for EA. Expect them to show off some features on FIFA 18. Expect them to show off uh, more of uh, the multiplayer element to battle, to Battlefront 2. And those two, if you ask me, are going to be their biggest releases. Need for Speed is there as well. Uh, and while that does look an intriguing premise, more so that you can play single player offline, finally. Um, it's going to be fun to see what, what else they show off with those two unannounced games.
2: Yeah, Mike, anything you're looking forward to? At EA, Mm -hmm. uh, looking forward to sleeping through it because uh, I learned my lesson, I think two years ago (laughs) when uh, I tried staying up through Ubisoft and EA and EA's thing, I think that was the one where Pele was...
1: Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) That was the last time EA was at E3 proper. And honestly... This
2: is actually an event called EA Play, which is EA not being at E3, but doing it around E3.
1: Yeah, I think what must have happened Such rebels... I think what must have happened is the E3 guys must have been like, bro, worst conference ever. You had Pele, you didn't do anything with it. You had mobile games that no one cared about, like minions. So kindly like, oh, and last take your year, fail with you. Last
2: year was the thing, <laughs> the, the event where they did a stream from London to the US, I mean to LA. And they had people at LA whose stuff was being streamed to the to london i didn't understand it like they flew journalists from the uk to the us and from the us to the uk when they had events in both places this sounds like one of those bad programming examples in college yeah so <laughs> but yeah that... like not not expecting much from it definitely looking forward to seeing something about need for speed payback interested in that battlefront 2 also will pick up but i have a feeling we're going to see more about at least battlefront 2 and fifa 18 in the sony conference than uh what EA showcases.
1: Or we might even see the new uh, or rather unannounced uh, Star Wars game that the ex-Uncharted creative uh, I think those are those are
2: technically on. announced Tec- unless they've just not given it a name so it's no unannounced. Name. I, I have a feeling those are not the ones they would talk about because True. this year they need to hype everyone for Battlefront 2 and the the new movies coming out also. Yeah. So and I and think that's, that's all EA is yeah. going to do. Not going to watch it live will wake up and look at one of those YouTube 7-minute whatever versions of it or whatever. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I mean, in some ways, uh, the biggest conference at this year's E3 will probably be the Microsoft one uh, because we are expecting a reveal of the Xbox Scorpio, finally. So, Mike, since your handle is Xbox P3, I think you should take <laughs> over this segment.
2: Uh, no, the thing is, Microsoft's conference this year is going to be the most interesting because we don't know what they're going to show or what they're going to talk about. Like, obviously, they're going to... Uh, hopefully reveal the name for Project Scorpio and the price and like the release window which apparently might have been leaked in one of those teasers as October 17th, I think. 13th 13th October. Uh, The thing is we've already been looking at games like Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3 for a long time now. In fact, Microsoft is almost becoming like Sony in that regard where uh, their first party or second party games have just been announced a long time ago and they're not actually releasing. Uh, And also... They've been getting a lot of criticism for not having any interesting games come into the platform, so I'm interested to see how they do it because they've even gone on record saying that this would be longer than 90 minutes as a conference. This whole
0: conference sounds rather ominous to me because you just mentioned that it's uh, October 13th and I just checked that it is actually a Friday so are they actually going to launch the xbox copy on friday the
1: 13th so traditionally console launches have been on fridays mm-hmm. but what, what what sticks out to me is that we've usually seen an xbox console come out in november usually around november 22 uh in, in that range essentially 17 22 around that i time. think
2: xbox one s was earlier though
1: yeah xbox One S was earlier because refresh but uh that aside the mainline consoles have seen uh, a, a november release now, there, are, there is speculation floating around that the console might be called the Xbox 10s simply because of some of the teasers that have been out there. The, the further speculation claims that it could be, a, like you said, October 13th release. Uh, but one thing we do know for sure, and this makes, this makes a difference for developers and hopefully eventually consumers, is that uh, developers now have access to 9GB of the 12GB of RAM on the console. We don't know if that's going to make a difference in games right now. We don't even know what games are going to show off. Uh, But one thing we do know for sure is that you can expect Microsoft India to drop the ball on availability. Uh, They've done it with the 1S.
2: We still don't have the 1S over (laughs) here. And uh, they sell the 1S controller, right? Yep. They sell the 1S controller and the Gears of War 1S <laughs> controller.
1: And they're selling the Recon Tech
0: controllers also.
1: But there's
0: no Xbox One S yeah, over Yeah, so
1: there's no Xbox One S Yeah, yet.
0: GST has come and gone.
1: Yeah, so that's the point, right? GST is already coming. BIS in. is also still exactly. in place. So, we don't know what the reason is, what the excuse is. Microsoft has been... So basically,
2: they get BIS done for the controllers, but they can't do it for the actual console. I'm pretty sure they're still trying to offload their yeah, day exactly. one stock. I mean, yeah. I ordered State of Decay on Amazon in one of those lightning deals for 400 bucks just because like, yeah. may as well have every Xbox One exclusive at the time. And yeah. it showed up and it's the day one edition. When I ordered Sunset Overdrive also for like 500, it was the day one edition. <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's the thing, right? With Microsoft, uh, you can expect, so, so Scorpio is going to be the big, big, big thing for them. Uh, we're, we're pro- hopefully going to get a release date, hopefully going to get a price. Uh, some speculation from from industry experts like Michael Patcher has claimed that it could be a $399 price so point. So that
2: means it won't be that because <laughs> he's almost always been wrong.
1: Well, so here, so his logic is if Microsoft wants to stay relevant, they can't price it any higher. And while I do agree there, because at the end of the day, they got their backs to the wall. They've been hyping up Scorpio for the longest time. They don't have games to show for it. So what can they do? And if they do a 399 price, that could very well afford Sony the liberty to drop price on the PS4 Pro. No, they they're gonna do that for sure. In fact, we'll
2: get to that when the when we talk about the Sony conference. But yeah, 399. I I don't think they'll do that. I still think it's gonna be either 450, like 449, or it's gonna be 500 with one of the big fall games bundled in to like offset the price. I don't expect 399. So yeah.
1: yeah. Scorpio aside, they are probably going to uh, bring up uh, Forza Motorsport 7, which is mm. not like Forza Horizon. Just a disclaimer right there. If you're expecting an open world free-for-all like Forza Horizon, it's not going to be the case. It's going to be a pure simulation racer. And take mm. it from me, it's really boring. We will agree to disagree on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they were, they'll probably show off State of Decay 2, and, uh, and, uh, which is basically a sequel to State of Decay. Now… Again, I don't know how relevant this game is going to be because we live in an age of cookie-cutter survival horror zombie games that pepper the Steam storefront and are slowly shambling on, onto other platforms like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. I don't know how relevant this is going to be, but yeah, it's a thing and Mike, and there's going to be a release date for it. Um, what's interesting is the, the, the multiplayer element to it is uh, basically drop-in, drop-out, which should be... Fun to see, considering there is, a, there is a focus on narrative. So how that works out, we'll know our E3. Another expected announcement is for Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3 is, well, the sequel to Crackdown 2. Captain Obvious in the room. Uh, which is essentially a, a crazier, more amped up version of GTA, with where you play a cop with uh, with a super-powered cop in a dystopian future, and you have to put an so enterprise. So Mm. with Uh, building destruction yeah essentially with
2: the power of the cloud yeah okay I thought
1: it was more like Future Cop 2 so this game has been in seems to be in development hell it got announced I think at E3 2015 Uh, it saw an early gameplay reveal at Gamescom 2015 and uh, ever since then we've seen radio silence uh, we do know that Sumo Digital, which is who's responsible for work on uh, previous games like Sega's Sega's Outrun and and currently Snake Pass, and is also working on Dead Island Two, is assisting in game development. They did for this. Little Big Planet Three as well, right? Ah, uh, yes, they did some work yeah. on Little Big Planet Three, even Forza Horizon. Okay. So, uh, Sumo Digital apparently is helping out the main studio, which is Reagent Games, on on getting Crackdown Three off the ground. Now, to me, this could be one of the biggest surprises if it's done right. Uh, sure, we've had way too many open world games this generation, and yes, some of the design elements might get stale. Uh, but th- I, th- I still think there is a room for a po- for a power fantasy open world game, c- considering when you look at the competition, that most of them don't do that as brazenly. And Crackdown is known for being brazen and over the top, so this could just be the surprise of E3. Who knows? Um, aside from that, we could be could 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 be seeing what Microsoft may do with third parties, now. For the longest time, Microsoft's conferences have revolved around its games. And with one or two uh, third-party pre- uh, presentations, I think uh, Final Fantasy XV was shown off at last E3 at Microsoft's stage as well. That was a terrible demo. So, yeah, horrible. But so they might just do something similar this time around. We don't know which w- with which games though, because all the big ones that have been announced have already been tied up. Uh, FIFA 18 is with Sony. Far Cry 5 is with Sony. uh uh, Destiny 2 is 2. with Sony, Battlefront 2 is with Red Sony, Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 is with Sony, and Red Dead Redemption, by the way, for those of you listening in, don't expect it to be at E3. They announced prior that the game's been delayed to next year, and if Rockstar does show up, it might be at Sony's conference, if at all.
0: Um, but come on, man, this is E3, so games that show up in like five years, they probably are announced today. Uh,
1: so yeah, like if we take the case of, well, Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake and Shenmue 3, yes, yeah. you're probably well, right. Days
0: Gone was announced last year.
1: Yeah, but just, there's the difference. Yeah. Days Gone is is power is being developed by Sony Bend. Sony Bend have a reputation for delivering games on time. Oh, okay. So uh, I think Sony Bend also did uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss, which is, in my opinion, one of the best games on the Vita and one of the best Uncharted games ever. Even better than Uncharted 4. Yes, I said it. Come fight me. <laughs> uh, so... That's the thing, right? With Microsoft, it's, it's it's usually by this time we'd hear a few leaks on what to expect. There was one which leaked late, uh, I mean early this morning, on what could be Halo Grave Mind, which could either be one of two things: an expansion to Halo Wars Two, or a survival horror game in the Halo universe. Given that Grave Mind is known to be this hive, this central hive intelligence for an alien paras- parasitic being in the Halo universe, known as the Flood and also responsible for one of the worst levels in Halo ever called the library, but that's another topic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- th- that's been rumored. Uh, Bungie, I was, not Bungie, sorry. Wow, that's like bad on my part. 343 Industries uh, has denied that it, that Halo Gravemind is a thing, but then 343 Industries also denied that uh, Ma- Halo Master Chief Collection was a thing a few days before it was released. Did, I mean, they, also, uh, so,
2: yeah. did they also deny that Master Chief Collection works? Oh, I still Online. think I
1: still think we have issues with that. <laughs> so yeah, Microsoft is currently one big riddle.
0: Yeah,
2: so that's that. what makes it like everyone needs to needs to watch it at least to see what's gonna happen because uh, most people like even uh, who who did they, who from Sony said that uh, Sean Layden yeah. that uh, he ex like he, every console every house is usually a two console house and a lot of them are PlayStation Four and Switch now. So, like, Microsoft's not getting in on these people. Like, and Sony uh, and both Nintendo are winning this because people buy Sony for the third parties and for the ex- third-party exclusive and for the Sony first parties. And you buy a Nintendo console for Nintendo games. What do you what buy? What are you
0: saying, man? Somebody recently told me that the PC is so big that it beats all three consoles combined, man. Yeah, oh, if yeah you
1: we, we get to that when we talk about the PC <laughs> gaming show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But, uh,
1: yeah, so, long story short, it... E3 2017 could very well mark the culmination of all of Phil Spencer's grandstanding on Twitter and grandstanding with the media and hopes and dreams and everything he's been pushing because if this ends up being anything less than what the Xbox Core fan base expect things are going to be worse than what
0: they already are Yep. So, so watch that moving on to patch and buck fix conference of the year so
1: Hey, I kind of take offense to that. I mean, like Bethesda (laughs) doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: Bethesda's a great publisher. The patch and bug fixes, that's Bethesda Game Studios. (laughs) uh, Bethesda's a great publisher that's revived some of the best FPS games of the last decades.
1: Yeah, yeah. so uh, Bethesda's E3 invite showed off an amusement park of sorts with uh, two areas being under construction usually to denote that there are two games which are not announced. Hmm. Now, uh, one thing we can we can expect for sure is Fallout 4 and VR. Uh, now, whether it's going to be on PlayStation VR, whether it's going to be a Scorpio, whether it's going to be... Uh, on Scorpio, we don't know whether it's going to be an Oculus or Vive. We don't know, no,
2: it'll be on Scorpio for sure. Because when Microsoft announced the Scorpio, they revealed it last year. They had Todd Howard talking about Fallout VR over yep. there, that yep. was the first time he mentioned it. So, yeah, I don't think it'll work on PS VR, or if it does work, like uh, the textures will look like even more vomit than ever before. Yeah, so it's probably going to be on Scorpio and Vive,
1: yeah. So Uh, And considering that Bethesda's support on PC has been relatively good, you can can definitely expect a VR version to be available on PC sometime Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. future. Uh, Fallout VR aside, um, there are strong rumors that suggest Evil Within 2 could be seen. Now, Evil Within was one of 2014's more underrated horror games made by the lord and savior uh, Shinji Mikami who was responsible for Vanquish one of the greatest games ever <laughs> and responsible for Resident Evil 4 which is yeah I mean sure some of you may have heard of it and it may just be one of the most successful games in the Resident Evil franchise
0: I don't know how uh, but somehow in every episode of this podcast you manage to say that Vanquish one of the greatest games ever it is epic <laughs> I epic really don't know how it. you manage it even if it is not there in the topic list at all and you even just... though
2: it's not the greatest game
1: <laughs> it is even awesome even with,
2: with, with Vanquish in the name probably <laughs> <laughs>
1: vanquish yourselves all right, right. carry on fanboy so, uh even within two is probably on the cards uh now now it would be fun to see how they make it different compared to the first game the first game was had a lot of good psychological horror elements had a lot of good action game elements uh how they work on this for the second one yeah let's see how that goes um we do. Ho- I do hope that this time around that it isn't that much of a technical mess. The first game was. It but- might
2: be because it's running on the same engine. It's it tech five again. Yeah. Which is what both Wolfenstein New Order and uh, the Evil Within used. But the Evil Within was on last gen as well. So was New Order, I think.
1: Yeah, New Order was last gen. Yeah. Also.
2: So it's unfortunate, but all leaks and rumors are pointing to it using the same engine, uh, which is disappointing because Doom bracket 2016 uh, ran on it tech six, which is one of the best showcases visually on all three platforms like it runs and looks fantastic on xbox ps4 and on pc yeah so so it's unfortunate le-
1: hopefully i don't know hopefully tango gameworks the studio behind evil within actually starts talking to id software properly and get something sorted on that but yeah evil within is one is one thing that's to be expected last year at e3 bethesda teased wolfenstein new colossus so safe to say we may see it revealed finally as Wolfenstein, New Colossus, or maybe under under another name itself, um, Bethesda's Pete Hines uh, did did go on record saying that the next thing that Machine Games, the studio behind the Wolfenstein, the latest Wolfenstein titles, is working on something that's, uh, insert swear word, amazing. And uh, so, yeah, it's quite possibly going to be New Colossus. At the same time, we've also had teases from the... Uh, series protagonist's voice actor uh, who said that yeah I mean you can expect New Colossus as well you know considering it was hinted at so uh, that's one thing which you can expect uh, which is great because the first two games were really good and worth checking out so a third one would be nice rumor has it it could take place in Nazi occupied America so that would be uh, fun to see considering the last few games were all European focused so that's a thing um Now, the more interesting rumor was about something called Starfield. Now, Mm. this was, again, take this with a massive metric ton of salt, because the source of the rumor is 4chan. Mm. However, also keep in mind that 4chan was also right on what to expect from Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. So, uh, there is a good possibility that this might come true. Now, Starfield apparently is an open world uh, Fallout slash Skyrim style of game set in the future. And the entire game and there will be like 10 11 alien races the gameplay will be similar to, to again skyrim and fallout it'll be all in for you could, for combat will be in first person uh, there will be a focus on colonies there will be a focus on exploration there'll be a focus on you know quest lines moral choices the entire gamut of things you've come to expect now uh, according according to the, uh, to the leak it's is that there's bethesda's built a sort of timeline where all three franchises fallout uh, elder scrolls and starfield fit in and according to them, uh, Fallout is the beginning of that timeline, and the second part of it is Starfield, and the third is Elder Scrolls. So, and and the the leaker did suggest that this is possible because in Fallout 4, uh, mild spoilers for those of you who care, uh, a faction known as the Brotherhood of Steel has been implied to have created Nurn root, which is usually a very which is usually a quest item in Skyrim and and all uh, Elder Scrolls games. So. Uh, there is a possibility that Bethesda might just decide to link all universes together. Hmm. Personally, I think that would be really cool, but I can see why that might, you know, uh, right. make a few people angry. But that's expected as well.
0: Yeah, Mike is already angry. He's not played Fallout 4 yet and you spoiled the entire game. Yeah, I'm him. so
1: sad. Like, you've ruined my life now. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, you can yes. follow Mike at
0: Todd Howard on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually exists on so Twitter. So,
1: yeah, I mean, there's quite a bit to expect from Bethesda. Um And a lot of it may just cater to the same crowd.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I think what I'm most excited about from Bethesda is, yeah, Wolfenstein the New Colossus. In fact, the only reason I uh, bothered playing Wolfenstein the New Order before I had watched anything about it was because uh, the soundtrack had uh, the Meshuga guitarist on for a guest appearance. So the soundtrack was really good. Decided to play the game. Game turned out to be even better. So, yeah, definitely excited about that. Just started playing Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind so we'll see how that actually plays out but they will have uh, something to do with elder scrolls online showcased and probably elder scrolls legends as well which is the card game i think they'll probably announce the official launch date for it across all platforms and uh,
1: oh yeah think- and it's safe to say that you won't be seeing a sequel uh, a numbered sequel to elder scrolls just yet uh, neither will you be seeing uh, anything related to Skyrim because, hey, I mean, the game's been around for like almost seven, eight years now. No, they probably so, will
2: announce the Switch release date or maybe uh, the yes, Nintendo will yes, do that. But yes, yes, I don't know if it's Skyrim Special Edition or if it's just the Elder Scrolls Skyrim or whatever. But yeah, they probably, at least throughout once E3 is done, we'll probably have a release date for it either from Bethesda or from Nintendo. Yep. So, mm. which is still scheduled for fall
0: 2017. So,
2: yeah, that's it for Bethesda.
0: Yep. So, uh, I think we're entering Mike's favorite section of the podcast. Um, the PC gamer show, <laughs> isn't it?
1: Yeah. So yeah, the PC gaming show, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the entire E3 because while every conference has its own focus or lack thereof, if you're Ubisoft, uh, this one seems to be another, uh, another thing altogether, uh, the way I see it panning out is... I mean, yeah, I think Day9 uh, is probably going to be... Uh, he is. Is probably going to be comparing the event as usual. He's a famous StarCraft player, if I'm not mistaken. I watched
2: him play Hearthstone when I used to play... So, yeah, so yeah, streamer Storm. slash guy. Yeah. Internet
1: personality dude. Uh, AMD should have a presence. Hopefully, they finally announce Vega release date and pricing. God knows. Um, there will be a bunch of games. Maybe we might see something from the Daisy guys, from the Arma guys. But honestly, uh, barring being a place for a few announcements from indies and the like uh, I don't know what else we're going to expect it's usually this usually ends up being the one which most people uh, avoid watching it's because, like yeah.
2: uh, a lot of people consider this the bathroom break for e3 Yeah, yeah exactly. it literally is that because uh, yeah. pc gamer started doing this because there was no representation for pc gaming at e3 like no conference valve obviously does not care unless someone sues them in which case they'll probably wake up and say oh we need to have a conference so we get sued <laughs> but uh yeah it's i watched the first one it was really boring yeah so, so... not expecting anything really from this one it's lit, yeah, just... it's
1: basically the the black hole of news and everything else. But, however, in the past, we have seen some interesting reveals for titles like Tacoma. So, who knows? You might just see something... I thought that was revealed
2: at the Microsoft thing.
1: Oh, yeah. My bad. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> there was hasn't been much. There yeah. might be,
2: like, some uh, Paradox Interactive might show off something. They make a lot of cool games for Steam. I don't know what else is going to happen, but, yeah, skipping it.
1: Yeah, so, that's... I mean, usually the PC gaming show... Uh, has been a showcase for the oddball indie title or two or, or, or I think even like examples of what could be done in the indie space but then by and large it's been like the one which most people just in fact miss. this one's
2: probably going to have a lot more focus on Oculus and Vive and all that because VR is still the in thing so
1: yeah and considering that we, that Oculus doesn't have its own uh, event it would make sense for them to focus on that so yeah that's going to be the one which is essentially if there's one you had to skip we'd have to say this because everything you can check out later in an announcement as it happens. I mean, later. It's not exactly going to be high priority.
0: Hmm. So, moving on. Ubisoft is up next. Time to sleep. <laughs> no way. No, so Ubisoft is going to be
2: fun this year. Oh, with- why are they going to reveal like in the middle of the night when everyone's really sleepy? Here's five Tom Clancy games and they're like exactly the same as the ones we showcased before. They are all always online. And uh, the game prices might change this year for them. <laughs> Such pessimism. You know, it's the truth. No, not really. Half. Are we gonna Body get? Truth. Are we gonna get a new Rayman game? No. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah. Rayman Legends on Switch, dude. That's already been <laughs> announced. No. So, uh, Ubisoft's gonna be is, is gonna be a mixed bag actually because we're probably gonna see Assassin's Creed Origins, which has been leaked several times. Just announce it, Ubisoft. Just announce it. And
0: why that? Yeah, we saw the box art and pretty much everything.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. So, what's gonna be fun with this is uh, there's going to be, uh, it's gonna take place in ancient Egypt. The gameplay seems to be Skyrim slash Witcher 3 meets Assassin's Creed, which I think should be super fun. So that's what I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, We might see more gameplay and features around South Park The Fractured Butthole, which has a release date for October. Um, There probably is going to be more around Far Cry 5, but then I don't know how much they'll show around Far Cry 5, considering that the game's due for February next year. The Crew 2 also might show up. Now, The Crew 2 would be... I mean, I don't know how this is going to end up, because... The first game, required you to be online, Was looked terrible at release. And yeah, now it's relatively fixed, but yeah, that's the thing. Um, and who knows, you might just see Beyond Good and Evil 2. Hmm. One
2: thing about the crew too, like, uh, given how they handled the release of the crew, the original one and DLC and expansions for it, it's evident they wanted to do it like a games-as-a-service thing. So when you do something like a games-as-a-service release, you don't announce a sequel so soon. So this is probably going to be the one that stays... Like, you're going to be this base game, The Crew too. you can get that and they are going to be expansions for a few years if it does well. Kind of like Rainbow Six Siege because you have 2017 Gold Edition, which has DLC and expansions for this year, which apparently has done really well for them, which is why they announced this new SKU. Uh, Not really looking forward to The Crew, I think. This year. I'm not even looking forward to Gran Turismo Sport. Like, we need to fast forward to 2019 where we get Forza Horizon 4.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a Forza Horizon 4, Why? considering that Turn 10 is working on a new IP. So, there's a good possibility it might not happen.
2: Just chain the number and, like, chain the jerseys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but Ubisoft. Well, uh, oh, there's no
2: Aisha Tyler this year. Yeah,
1: no Aisha Tyler this year. like, minus five points right there. Um,. And, uh, yeah, we might see Beyond Good and Evil too, but that seems a little unlikely. One thing that should show up, guaranteed, because, again, it's been leaked to death, was uh, Mario plus Rabbids uh, Battle Kingdom.
2: That'll probably be at Nintendo. Yeah, that should uh, be at Nintendo. Since it's an exclusive for them, Ubisoft won't waste time true they probably i don't know if they'll do one uh, what is the engine the ub art engine yeah i wonder if they'll showcase another of those because uh, child of light
1: was really good valiant hearts
2: was even better but doesn't seem like they care anymore
1: yeah so i mean that's all what you can expect from ubisoft which then brings us to the big one
0: sony playstation
1: yeah so, so what are they going to announce this so year? to start off don't expect a ps5 the PS4 has been selling exceptionally well, and Sony will want to focus on the momentum it's had. So they don't want to, uh, don't expect anything around the PlayStation 5 at this conference. Second thing is, uh, expect dates possibly for God of War, expect dates for uh, Days Gone, days gone. Uh, ex- expect a lot of Japanese games on display as well, because that's something Sony has hinted would be a part of it. Uh, we may see some footage around uh, Red Dead Redemption. We may see some footage around. Um, we may see we may see some footage around Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, but there's a lot to look forward to. In we'll all probably get a actual... Gran Turismo Sport release date, possibly.
2: And we'll get to see more Spider-Man stuff. That's for and sure. And also
1: Call of Duty World War Two, and Destiny Two, and Destiny. Oh yeah, too. so
2: Sony has a ton of third-party partnerships this year, which give them quote-unquote exclusive content, which ranges from either early dlc or exclusive content so they're even though they have a lot to show and a lot to talk about this year they will definitely showcase destiny 2 and call of duty and fifa i can almost guarantee that yeah so fifa
1: definitely should be a thing
0: that kind of makes it very important for india doesn't it
1: uh more or less i mean why like you have
2: rockstar most important for india you have fifa again super important for india and you have call of duty super and it's playstation so basically it's the India conference yeah, and yeah. also
0: didn't you write a report recently Rishi which said that um, third party games sell more than first party
1: yeah so for India it's always been a, we've always been third party country and uh, I mean that's the same for a lot of other uh, continents like Europe as well but where Sony excels is the fact that they've managed to stitch up all the partnerships. Uh, they've done so with some diligence this time around. And I do know for a fact that for the longest time, Sony has wanted to do a FIFA bundle because they know that's what will move consoles. So uh, I, that, that that's probably on the cards as well. So it's one that should be worth checking out just for the sheer number of games on display, just for the sheer number of uh, exclusives we'll probably see and more importantly hopefully we might see a, a price drop on the ps4 pro we might see a price drop on the ps4 we might even see that we might even see sony decide to act on psvr's momentum and hopefully announce uh more titles for it because right now after the initial uh glut of vr titles we haven't seen anything new no
2: we did uh Far point aside what else no there was one more which they did there too uh i forget the name star blood arena yes, yes. Okay. So that and Farpoint were like sixty dollar triple A titles, and Farpoint did really well for them. It they, they had that bundle with that gun controller, which looked like a move controller in a shape of a gun. That also did really well. But yeah, they definitely will have some VR shown off. Uh, I don't expect too much Japanese stuff, even though they've said like this is the time they'll probably just have a demo from maybe Square Enix for sure, Capcom maybe. I don't know if Ko- Konami is probably not going to be there. In fact, I have a feeling uh, we missed out on this, Metal Gear Survive, which is Konami's title, will probably show up at the Microsoft show. I have a, I have a feeling this is going to happen.
1: That will not end well. It's the so. least
2: Metal Gear game on the least Metal Gear platform. So So then PC? What? No, PC <laughs> actually had MGS 1 and 2, right? Back uh, in the day? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then the, aside from that, Sony should also lift the lid on what to expect and when to expect other titles like I mean, I'm hoping Last of Us Part Two, but again, so that's...
2: pretty far away. That's yeah. probably going to be a cross-gen title with PS5 or something. Possibly. But they... Uh, we might see something from uh, Media Molecule. I mean, what happened to Dreams?
1: The Dream is dead. Yeah, pretty much. Or so, it must have
2: turned into a nightmare. So th- there's a lot they can show. Like we need to just figure out what there's going to be early in the morning for us. Yeah. So, yeah. but
1: then keep in mind, Sony's E3s, while being spectacular, never usually had a concrete date or uh, announcements attached to it. We've seen this with the 2013 uh, E3 conference, which had Final Fantasy 15 <coughs> and Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, where's Kingdom Hearts 3? Same. And we saw the 20. We saw it in 2015 with. Uh,
0: I think you reached 2.8, right? So three should be. <laughs> so
1: 2015 was. Uh, 2015 was apparently the year of dreams, where yeah. you had FF7 remake and you Shenmue had Shenmue 3, 3
2: and Last Guardian and Last Guardian. Uh, last Guardian. <laughs> Guardians out before the other two. Yeah, hilarious. so that's my point. No, but they they changed their format last year and they said they were going to focus focus more on like showing off gameplay, showing off trailers. Yes. And less actual time wasting. Exactly. Like mm. Dig at Microsoft. I'm pretty sure. And they're going to continue that format this year. I don't know if it's in the same uh, auditorium with the orchestra playing, but that was really good.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. Let's hope we see a lot more concrete items this time around because this is the one where where which would make a difference to most of you who are buying games. So.
0: Yeah, well, all right. So finally, the most exciting of the lot, which is...
1: Oh, basically Vanquish conference.
0: Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not even going to be an actual conference. It's going to be like a pre-recorded stream. Uh, Nintendo. But both
1: Nintendo and Sony
2: uh, have announced Japanese-specific streams, so there are going to be announcements for Japanese people and for Japanese games happening at these two, which I don't think they did last year at E3.
1: No, because uh, the thing is, considering that most Japanese publishers and game makers have been skeptical of the state and health of the games business, that's not mobile. Uh, you can't blame them for you know not doing Jap- Japan-specific streams, but considering that you know you you've seen a return uh, or a resurgence of some sorts with the PS4 and Switch in Japan, I mean it's yeah, it's good to see that uh, that's only that's only Nintendo taking heed of it. Uh, I mean last time around uh, when Nintendo announced Mo- Monster Hunter Double Cross for the switch their share price uh, the market value hit a 2 point, hit 2.2 billion right so we, i thought it got a boost by 2.2 billion yeah it got a boost to 2.2 oh, billion okay, fine. yeah
2: so no, 2.2 billion seems low anyway
1: so uh, point is we, who knows what we're going to see this time around um, I, I, one thing for uh, one other rumor doing the rounds is that uh, one of the monster hunter games would probably be making it to the ps4 no
2: there's going to be a new numbered monster hunter and the m- numbered series is going to move and take a more Western focus, so it's going to be on PS4 and PC, apparently. So, Dragon's Dogma. while Which is coming into consoles this year. Yes. Uh, but in, and the portable side of things would remain with Nintendo, but I cannot see a situation in which Sony would pay money for a numbered game or an entry where the spin-off goes to the other platform. Like True. That does not make mm-hmm. sense, because uh, paying for Monster Hunter does not get you anything outside Japan. Yeah. there's probably like if it sells 4 million in Japan it'll probably do at best 1 or 2 million outside Japan in lifetime. So I don't see them uh, paying for it and allowing Nintendo or allowing Capcom to release something on the Switch as well because the Switch is portable and anything you release on Switch and PS4 will sell more on Switch yeah. over there.
1: Yeah. But then that aside Nintendo should uh, hopefully It's only
2: 28 minutes long though their yeah, their, so... their video. So I hope they don't waste too much time on this Mario Rabbids nonsense.
1: No, I doubt they will because uh, you have to. You have another Mario game coming this year.
2: Yeah, that's the focus of the. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the focus. Just like Zelda was, maybe not to that extent where they only <laughs> have that game playable, but Mario Odyssey is going to be their focus. And uh, we're not going to see any Pokemon stuff, I assume, because we just had a Pokemon Direct where uh, they announced Pokken Tournament Deluxe is coming to Switch, which is uh, one of the most boring looking fighting games. Yeah, hey, man,
1: it looks better than Street Fighter V. <laughs>
2: That's like a very low and Tekken, bar. And Tekken 7. Again, low bar.
1: Hate, man. That's it. But, I mean, I want to fight as Pokemon.
2: So, play a Pokemon game. It is
1: a Pokemon game. It's called Pokin. No. Hate.
0: Any news about any Super Smash Bros? or Unlikely. Like it's
1: unlikely that we'd see it so soon in a life cycle. Mm. Though it would be really nice. Um, It'd be easy
2: to do. Like, you just need to port. Like, basically, I have a feeling... The fact that the Cloud, Bayonetta, and Corrin from Fire Emblem Amiibo releasing around the end of July, it has to be for a reason. Like, why would they delay it so much? Sure, that's even less likely than Vanquish 2. (gasps) So, I have a feeling that they've delayed them so long just so that they can release it alongside the Switch because that's something which is going to sell consoles for sure. And And plus, Evo has Smash. Like, having the Switch version is going to make it even better. So, yeah. and
1: even uh, there are rumors that we might see Metro- a new Metroid game. Uh, the studio behind it, behind the last few games, Retro, at least behind the Prime games, Retro, has been at work on something. So it could be this, uh, which would be really nice because the Metroid franchise on the GameCube and the Wii were really good games, and uh, it would be it'd be fun to see this translate to the handheld uh, mechanics on the Switch and how it even works in doc mode so yeah looking forward to that uh, we should see more on splatoon 2 as well uh, aside from yes super mario odyssey release date. and um, monster hunter could be announced for the west as well um, and probably considering it's a it's a it's a shorter conference with a game with a stream of games later we, we might just see some some surprises like maybe a maybe a price point for uh, nintendo's online services or perhaps even You got uh, the price I mean, sorry not price point, uh, details, more details around mm-hmm. it. And uh, and perhaps Nintendo would, would probably c- come out and tell us that their alleged solution to communicating while playing online was a joke and they actually announced something that's feasible and viable rather than talking through an app.
2: I have a feeling this is going to be as much of a joke as the PC gaming show this year. So
1: Yeah, so that's there. And um, we might also see the virtual console.
2: Uh, on the Switch. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually going to happen given their push to online. They might actually uh, get people to pay for that so they can get free games. But then this has been delayed to 2018, so may happen. Yeah. But uh, that'll ruin every other Japanese publisher's intentions of releasing a few ROMs and selling it for $40. <coughs> Bandai, <coughs> Capcom. so Square. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. And well, they might announce. Uh, like, I have a feeling for Sony and for Nintendo, they might actually announce the Western localization announcement for Dragon Quest 11 because uh, just it just seems like a Dragon Quest Monster Hunter. Like, just saying stuff like Japanese publishers have been chasing mobile, but they're finally coming back to console. Like, you get the old big names. Exactly. So, yeah, I think if Dragon Quest 11 does come to the West, I expect it to be on uh, Switch, PS4, and maybe PC, given it's Unreal 4. Yep. And uh, yeah, mm. basically
0: that. Mike, uh, which weird game have you been playing this week? Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, that's not very weird.
2: No, so the anniversary event's going on and there's this arcade mode called Total Mayhem, mm. which has everyone's abilities and cooldowns uh, recharging much faster mm. and everyone has double the health. So it's re- it's really fast-paced now and playing the standard competitive mode feels really slow now after this. Mm. And you get a lot more XP as well during this. So have been playing exclusively this in you know, overwatch for the last few days uh other than that uh what else have i been playing can't even remember like literally been playing too much uh played tekken 7 which was really disappointing uh like just as soon as i finished the story mode played more online it's had two patches online is still not really that functional compared to other fighters had a lot of disconnects uh very disappointing story was absolute garbage until the last half an hour which is all it should have been. And I mean, like you're told the tale of uh, Heihachi versus uh, Kazuya and through a random reporter who has the most boring voice ever, who's narrating what's happening and uh, you just get thrown into random fights between visual novel segments. It's pretty terrible. In fact, uh, content wise, Tekken 7 is just like slightly above Street Fighter 5 and how
1: bare bones it is. There's not even a tutorial. I don't know. I'd say that Street Fighter 5 after the cinematic uh, story update has become a lot more meatier. So, yeah. It has, but then even that's a terrible story mode. Oh, yeah. It's, complete, it's, like, garbage. Yeah, like it's garbage.
2: Injustice to is not even... It, Injustice to a fighting game, which is for casuals and for hardcore people it destroys both Tekken and Street Fighter 5. In fact, Tekken, literally, whatever sales has gotten right now is just because people don't want to change to another fighting game and because of its name. Yeah. I mean, every game they add some new stuff so the core gameplay is good. I mean, I was playing as Eddie in Tekken 7 and I could still change the same combos I did on Tekken 3 on PS1. So, while that's good because I still remember those, come on, like, move on. It's, it's and it like, really, really disappointing and... Uh, Yeah, basically that. And the one good game I've been playing is this game called God Eater Resurrection, which is available on uh, Vita, Steam and PS4. It's like Monster Hunter, but with an actual story and uh, production values. Monster Hunter, while very popular, has looked the same and uses the same assets as PS2 and has for a long time. This one has like really good music and uh, the only area which I really wish this was better is the enemy variety. It's pretty boring but the mechanics with changing bullets and your weapon which goes between melee and long range, really good. So, been mm. enjoying. If you're into hunting games and action RPGs, it's really good. So, been playing that.
0: Alright, so I'll go next. I've been playing this game called Retro Game Purchase Simulator in which uh, there's this really shady What do you mean trailer. Rishi's life? No. Hate. Yes, it's a really shady dealer called Mike uh, sent me to another country, <laughs> <laughs> made me sneak into a store and buy some games for the Nintendo DS, not even the 3DS. It's uh, backward
2: compatible, bro, do you even?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, nothing really happening because I was in another country and stuck there for unknown reasons. Oh,
2: imagine if you had this console that you could play in your hotel room on the TV and pick it up with you and continue the game on the flight to the airport. Life Vita 2. Good, right. <laughs>
0: When did this happen? <laughs> Alright, yeah. yeah. Rishi, go on. What have you been playing? Okay,
1: so I've basically been playing uh, GTA V, uh, revisiting the story, revisiting the world of Los Santos, and it's quite fun. So I've been playing a bit of that. I've been playing Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Uh, it looks very promising. It seems to be, if you like Skyrim, you'll be right at home with this. And though the opening is a little abrupt, it's fun to play. And aside from those two, I have been playing a lot of uh, Hello Kitty music. Which is a rhythm game, which is essentially a clicker rhythm game on iOS, and it's surprisingly fun to play. I regret nothing.
0: Okay, then. Why? So yeah, that's about everything we have for this episode of Transition and we will see you with another episode next week right after E3 is over. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Gadgets360. If you want, you can follow Mike at Xbox P3. You can follow Rishi at Todd Howard. You can follow me at Nintendo of America. Great
2: bait. (laughs) Nintendo America, not Nintendo of America. Oh yeah, Nintendo America. Don't lie about your username.
0: Cool. Bye. Yeah, the music for this episode comes from Magnus Solai Paulsen, whose album PPP, PPP is where the tracks are from.